0: Hey, guys.
1: Welcome back.
0: Welcome back
1: to... Dang, we're married. On this episode of Dang, We're Married, we
0: will be talking about what September embodies for mental health. So this month is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And, you know, mental health is something that is obviously very big for me, considering I am a counselor, and I'm studying clinical mental health counseling, but it's just important to me in general. And I think this is something that needs to be talked about,
1: especially in relationships,
0: especially in relationships. So that's what we're going to dive into today.
1: We'll dive into
0: it. I had to preface it, okay? Thanks. Okay. So. Moving on. All right. So we'll start with like our, my experience with mental health. So I have really bad anxiety and people who know me very well know that. Well, not even, but it's, it's very debilitating. Like it's something that has been very crippling since I can, like, since I can remember. And growing up, like, it was so bad that, like, I couldn't do anything but myself. My mom would send me in the store and I would literally have, like, a breakdown. And I'd be, like, crying and she's like, we're not going anywhere to you go inside. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> and it's just, like, even now, like, when I met Christopher... Not even when I met him, I was having, like recently, I started having panic attacks as of like last couple months. And I didn't have panic attacks fully before until recently. And it was like he didn't know what to do. Like, what was your experience with that?
1: Well, when you, in the beginning, when you were telling me about all your anxiety and um, your panic attacks, I didn't really see them as much in early on in our relationship.
0: I wasn't having panic attacks early on, though.
1: No, um, it wasn't until we were living together did I really see, um, like, how bad it was. Um, and, and I thought it was—I I, kind of found it annoying. In the beginning because i just thought that she's i don't know shes just being Being difficult (laughs) being dramatic (laughs) like she would she would do this thing like she still does it uh where she'll need to call someone and she'll call it and it'll be ringing then she'll hand me the phone and i'm like what are you doing just talk to them you can't talk to them (laughs) And first of all, I hate it when people do that, and they just hand me things or like hand me the phone to just talk to someone when I wasn't prepared. I don't like talking on the phone as it is. So when every time she'd do that, I would be so annoyed, and like it would make her so upset that I was upset that she wanted me to make these phone calls for her. It would be about something totally unrelated to me. Like, why are you? Why are you talking to me? Like, we should be talking to her. And like, no. She doesn't want to talk to you. I, so I have to do it. And yeah, that was, that was a, a part of it, um, dealing with that. And now I'm a lot better now that I understand that. Okay, um, she has really bad uh, social anxiety. So I think that I've gotten a lot better being um, aware and considerate. Yeah, because at the
0: beginning, like, I would be like, I mean, it's not a secret. My mom would always be like, I'd have to tell her, like, tell him what's wrong with me. Like, tell him how I am because he wouldn't, it's like he thought that I just didn't want to do something or I didn't want to go into the store by myself or I didn't want to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, not that I don't want to, it's I physically cannot do it. Like thinking about doing it makes my heart race, makes my palms sweaty, makes me really, really hot from the inside out. Like, I start to, like, I can't breathe. And it's just like...
1: We had a social psychology together. Not social psych. History and systems of psych. And we had this uh presentation that we were supposed to do
0: i thought i was gonna die
1: no first of all she was like i'm just not gonna show up I was like, what do you mean you're not gonna show up i'm just not gonna take it it's only it's only like worth 30 percent of our grade
0: mind you i calculate every single presentation to the t because i know if i don't do it i'll still get a certain grade and i'm fine with that <laughs> like i'm 100 it that.
1: still blows my mind like i don't think i didn't think it was that big of a deal before
0: like, that class i hadn't done a single presentation
1: i don't know i how. would pretend
0: i was sick i had a doctor's appointment i wouldn't I show up i had a flight out, out i went somewhere that i had like it was like spur of the moment and my professors were always like oh, okay that's cool thanks and i'm like great and i always got out of it
1: But now you're in a field where you have to give whole lectures and stuff. Yeah, so
0: now I have, for my internship, I have to give an hour presentation 10 times. So, like, I have 10 presentations I have to do that are each an hour long. Excuse me. Wow. And it just, at first, it gave me a lot of anxiety. But I know now that, like, I can do it. I know that it's something that I have to get over because this is my field. And I'm talking to people constantly but that isn't it doesn't make things better but i'm trying to find ways to be like okay Ritensi, it's really not that bad it's really not that bad it's okay no one's actually listening to you you just have to do it and people just have to be there for credit like people aren't listening to you it's fine <laughs> but i think oh going back to the histories and systems class in your in my presentation
1: oh okay so she refused to do it and i think i was the one that really talked you into doing it because like you were not going to do it. I was like, it doesn't it's not that big of a deal. All you gotta do is make some slides and read the slides. And then when she did it, I'm sitting in the back of the class listening to her give this give her presentation and the whole time she's up there and she's talking like this and i'm like slow down and she will not look up like she's got the screen in her face and she was like oh and then this day and then this day and then this person and we're supposed to ask questions at the end of each presentation and when she these weren't they supposed to be like 15 minutes
0: I think the presentation was supposed to be like 20 minutes.
1: Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be 20 minutes. I'm pretty sure
0: it was five minutes. Yeah,
1: her presentation was five minutes and the teacher was like, okay, does anyone have any questions? And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, what was she talking about again? (laughs) Like, it it was pretty bad.
0: I got an A, so it didn't matter. Yeah, you
1: did, because all our tests were take-home.
0: But man, that was probably the first presentation that I took, and the worst presentation I had.
1: Yeah. Word? Sorry.
0: (laughs) Anyways. So? After that how do how did you feel like when you were like okay she she seems like she actually does have anxiety and she's not (laughs)
1: faking um i guess it was dang bird's really loud um just me trying to be more understanding
0: and i think He also hasn't been around many people with with any any mental disorder, illness, anything, like anything that's slightly off than like a normal, like average, average functioning human. I think he was like, whoa, what is this?
1: It was very new to me. And I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but we're recording. So I'm going to put you on blast. (laughs) You also not so much anymore, but you also dealt with a lot of depression yeah when we early on in our relationship yeah
0: i had gone through a lot my sophomore year Mm -hmm. of college and that put me in a really really deep like depression that like was like crippling like and speaking of like suicide and stuff that was just one of my lowest points that i didn't know if i could like make it like out of and i remember being in college and being here Mm and in my room and thinking to myself because I didn't I didn't talk to my parents at the time because I didn't want them to know what was going on with me and I just wanted them to be like oh I'm happy whatever everything's going fine even though I had also gone through a really bad breakup on top of other factors that were very very traumatic to me and so when I met Christopher I was getting out of that I was getting out of that depression but it still would come every now and then and it was so bad sometimes that like I would sit and just be like man I don't know if I can do this like I don't know I don't know if I could just live a life anymore you know Mm -hmm. and I remember having this conversation with Christopher and I was having this conversation about like all the things that's happened to me or whatever and like my traumatic experiences and like why I am the way I am aside from the anxiety and it was just like Dang.
1: <laughs> I didn't know what to do with you. Yeah. I was like, dang. I couldn't get a normal one. Yeah. I had to get the... <laughs> Been through it, man. Been through it.
0: Jeez. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was, it was very... It was a challenge for me. Because I've never dealt with anyone with anxiety... And depression and sometimes I didn't know what to do because you know I if she needs uh, if she has a flat I can fix the flat if uh, something breaks I can fix it you know but this is I would try to figure out like how can I fix this like can I fix it and I think me trying to you know try to fix it just kind of made it worse And then I realized that I can't really fix it.
0: But even like you trying to fix it, you didn't know what to say. Yeah, I didn't know how to respond, how to act.
1: And so it seemed like I didn't care. Um, Because you would always say that like, oh, I tell you all these things not to tell you. I tell you because like, uh, this is what I'm dealing with. I don't remember what you would say. But I think you felt that I just didn't care because I wasn't.
0: No, I didn't feel like you didn't care. I knew that you didn't know how to react and how to respond. And I knew that we had to figure something out because I couldn't like, I, I quickly realized that, yes, this is my stuff to deal with, but I need someone to hold my hand and walk me through Mm -hmm. it at the same time. Mm -hmm. And not to say that I believe that it's very unfair to put your anxiety, your depression, your bipolar, whatever whatever you have, whatever disorder you have, whatever mental illness you have, whatever's going on with you. I think it's unfair to throw that onto your significant other or your spouse or whatever. But I do believe that the person that you're with, it is very imperative that they walk with you because it's a journey that you're both taking it's not something that it's just my journey by myself and that's what I really had to learn because I thought that I think I'm just, I was very prideful so I was like well this is my stuff that I have to deal with on my own and I'm gonna deal with it with the door closed and by myself but that's so lonely And that's, that adds to my depression. And so when I think that, oh, my husband can't be that person that I go to when I'm depressed or when I can't get out of bed or when I I feel like I can't shower by myself or I feel like I need to sleep all day, I have to tell him, look, I'm sad today. I don't know why I'm sad, but I am sad today and I need your help with whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And like we said last episode, it's not his responsibility to make me happy, but at the same time, it's not your responsibility, but it's just something that's considerate to ask me those questions. What can I do to help you through this right now? What can I do to ease the pain? What can I do to ease the sadness in this moment? And then I have to be the communicator, a proper communicator and be like, okay, well, I need you to help me get out of bed. I need you to bring me some water. I need you to open the blinds. I need you to turn the lights on. And it's just simple things like that that can really ease what's going on and ease your depression and ease like just your everyday stressors that are going on in your life. And I think it's very important to communicate that with your significant other, because if not, they're not gonna know how, how to respond.
1: Not a mind reader.
0: Yeah, especially if they never dealt with any of whatever you deal with ever before.
1: Yeah, because before you started like telling me what you're feeling, um, you, oftentimes you wouldn't. Yeah. You And you would just kind of like sit there and, you know, me, I'm just in my own little world. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I'm doing my thing in my head. And oftentimes I wouldn't like stop and look at you and be like, huh there's something wrong and you would always say my mother can just look at me and know that something's wrong Mm -hmm. i'm not your mom i didn't raise you i don't know yeah and uh and so i feel like now i'm a lot better with like recognizing your your mood has shifted quite a bit yeah and
0: then even then i'll just tell you like i feel sad and i'm not sure why or i'm feeling like i'm going to be sad Mm -hmm. and um Even before, like when I was feeling just like kind of like my emotions were kind of out of of control and just unbalanced, I would just be like, all right, this is how I'm feeling and I don't know how to deal with it. So I'm just going to come over here and write my feelings down or something. And journaling was very big for me at the time. And so I would just journal all my feelings, and then I would decipher how I'm feeling, why I feel that way, what triggered it, and went through the cycle of figuring out what happened so that I can better communicate that to Christopher and be like, hey, babe, this is what's going on with me, and I think it's because of this, and I think I can combat it with this, and then it eases it much better. But I think mental health is something that is not talked about enough. No. Especially like in our little bubble with our friend group, with our like family and stuff like that. I think.
1: People, treat, people treat mental health like it's like you're just in a bad mood. And like,
0: it'll go away.
1: Oh, you just need to get over it.
0: Yeah. And or then, just pray it away. Or just
1: pray it away. Oh, you just need to, <laughs> just need to pray more. How's your prayer life? Yeah. And not to knock like prayer life, but
0: it's definitely bigger than that.
1: Yeah. It's definitely bigger than that.
0: It's some, it's something that is deep. Like that's, that's like, it's, it's a brain thing.
1: It is a brain thing. And I said this yesterday and I'm glad I remember this. Um, if someone had, uh, cancer or Mm -hmm. if someone Was dying from some disease or whatever. You would never tell them, "Oh, you just, you know, you just gotta just get up, you know, rub some dirt on it, and you'd be fine." You need to to pray it away. Oh, hey you're not getting any better, so that must be a reflection of your prayer life or something. The things that we say to people, and it's it's the same thing with mental health. Like your mind is just as important as your physical health.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And
1: it's not it's not like something that you just get over Um, it's something that you need to heal from you know and probably some people may never heal from it but at the same time like you need people like if you want to go the spiritual aspect of it why do you think I mean the bible even says that we must bear each other's burdens Yeah. like we Sometimes we must carry carry each other. Yeah. We, if one of us is down, you go and you help. You do what you can to lift that person up. Uh, If my wife is not feeling it today, or she's down, or like she's sad, I'm not gonna go. Oh, well, you know, I'll just give you your space until you get over it. Yeah. No, I'm just gonna be there and I'm gonna rub her feet, give her a massage, put on some i don't know the notebook or something that makes her happy and i'll just to, you know just suck it up but um, you know just do whatever i can to just ease like i can't fix it just yeah. to you know walk help. me just walk walk, walk with, with her me. through yeah. it you know yeah. and we just need each other
0: yeah and i think that's so important to remember is that like you're not going through this alone so many people are going through this. And regardless if you have those people in your corner, you have someone there who cares about you and just let them know like, hey, this is what I'm going through and I need you to walk with me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's that. And I think it's it's a huge thing to push that pride away and be like and push push the thoughts of I'm a burden push those away because you're not a burden. No one's a burden because you feel this way or because your moods are here or there. It doesn't, it doesn't make you any less of a person. Number one, it doesn't make you less worth worthy of being loved, being cared for. It does not make you less of that. And I think it's very important to remember that you can lean on someone And even if you feel like you don't have someone in your corner, there's so many online resources to just feel connected. Online forums, all those things to feel connected when you feel like you have no one else. And so I think it's very important to just have those people in your life, have a um, support system that really supports you and cares for you and has your best interest at heart. Because that's the only way we are going to get through Anything that we're going through. Mm -hmm. You can't do it on your own. And if you try, you're going to realize that it sucks. You can't walk this life alone. Mm -hmm. So mental health, it matters. We need to end the stigma because that's something that's, it's just crazy to me that people don't want to talk about it because they feel like they're weird or they're different or, people aren't going to look at them the same way anymore or anything like that also like if you have to take medication to feel like yourself do it like There is nothing wrong with taking medication. And I know that there's so many people out there who knock it and are like, oh my gosh, like you pop pills to like freaking go through your day and just to do basic functions. And like, that's like, no, like I have to, I have to do this to survive. (laughs) Like I have to do this to get through my day. I have to do this to do my dishes.
1: Just like you would take. Dayquil to get through the day if you have a cold or vitamins or flu. like <laughs> like what you need Dayquil just suck it up everyone gets the flu like come on that's stupid
0: it's just it boggles my mind that people look down on those who take medication like it's none of your business number one <laughs> like who cares <laughs> let me take my medicine and let me feel better let me feel like I can function in life. You know, and I think that's just very important to remember that, look, if you if you have to take medication, it is OK. If you need to go to therapy that whether you have like are struggling with something or not, I believe therapy is the most beneficial thing that someone can do. Whether or not you are going through something, just having someone who's not biased, who's who just is the, it's their job to listen to you. It's amazing.
1: By the way, Christians need therapy too.
0: 100%. <laughs> Everyone needs therapy. Everybody. Everyone should go to therapy. I think it's beautiful. I think it's fun. I think you gain new aspects of who you are. I think man.
1: And when you I used to not be like a whole like therapy. I mean, I've never gone to therapy, but
0: He should. <laughs>
1: oh, I got you. So. <laughs> Whatever. Um, just talking with the uh, hortensia and she, early on, it used to bother me because she would ask these questions that would really like pick at, <laughs> chisel away some of the mental walls that I made, blocking things that either I didn't want to remember or things that I'd ever thought about that contributed to the, the person that I am now. And man, just in our in it, in some of our conversations, I feel like that I've gotten breakthroughs. Um. Uh, Like I feel that I understand myself, like so much better. She's a great counselor. Thank you. She really is. Like I'm just like, wow. (laughs) I never knew that about myself. I didn't even think about that. I didn't realize that that had affected me like that. You know. So therapy is good.
0: Not that I ther like I I counsel him or anything. No, she
1: she doesn't. But sometimes it's like.
0: So I just really ask, like, when we were first dating, I would be like,
1: oh, so I noticed that. <laughs> nah, you were you were legit trying to psychoanalyze me <laughs> when we were dating. So tell me about your mother. What? <laughs> this is this a therapy session right now?
0: I wouldn't say it like that. It's no, like, I noticed like, you're a little angry sometimes. What what contributes to that anger? <laughs> yeah, you're annoying me so much. You're right. patient. <laughs> I just wanted to, like really decipher who he was as a person. <laughs> but anyways, um yeah no therapy's great. I think it's it's something that everyone needs to do at least once in their life. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. But there man, there's so many counselors out there to find one that you vibe with and run with that.
1: And for those who live in this area Um, You should check out...
0: Counseling and Testing Center for students on the, the, (laughs) the Andrews University campus. It's free for students. Also, there is a community counseling center on Andrews campus as well. That is free to community students and students community students not community students just community members
1: That <laughs> was like that. <laughs>
0: community students and students community community members and students.
1: That's free. Also
0: yeah, it's free. Free. And there's many many other places. There's even online counseling. Like there's it's a world out there of counseling. Do it. I recommend it 100%, not just cuz I'm a counselor. <laughs> but anyways, mental health matters and if you get anything out of this lean on your people lean on your friends lean on your family
1: and if they don't understand and if they try to be like oh you just you know you just got to get over it now you got to tell them sometimes you just got to tell them this is what i'm feeling exactly this is what it don't minimize
0: my feelings this is actually how i feel and this is what my reality is
1: like put it Like, let it be blunt in their face. This is my world. And tell them that you need them. And if they can't be that person for you, then find someone else.
0: Exactly. People used to make fun of me because I had panic attacks traveling. And I'm like, I don't know why. Like, I'm not making this up. (laughs) Like, I'm not making myself have a panic attack because I am physically traveling by myself. No, I actually cannot do this. And I just remember being like, no, listen to me. I feel like I'm dying when I have a panic attack. I need, and it's like they don't—they don't feel what you feel. And it's like you just need to describe that to them and be like, "This is how I'm feeling. This is what my body feels like. This is how my throat feels, X, Y, and Z," and let them know. Like, don't minimize how I'm feeling.
1: Physical, like the reactions—you feel it in your body.
0: Yeah. Body, mind, everything. But uh. Thanks, guys. Also, since it's Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, do not hesitate if something is wrong, if you feel or you have a friend that you know who is suicidal or homicidal or anything like that, don't hesitate to contact the suicide hotline, okay? And there are many um, chat rooms on the suicide um, website. Um, that you can talk to. You could talk you can like chat with somebody on a chat room and say that like, hey, I'm suicidal, and you can talk with them and they will like talk you down from it or whatever's going on. They will they will like help you through it and it's amazing if you don't want to talk to someone like on the phone.
1: So for those of you who may need it, the National Suicide Prevention mm-hmm. Lifeline is one 800 273 Five five
0: one eight zero zero two seven three two eight five five. No eight two five five What did I say? Two eight. He's a
1: little dyslexic. Sorry, I do that. <laughs> I switch numbers around in my brain. One more time. One 273 hundred two seven three
0: eight two five five. That is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Oh,
1: geez. <laughs> I think you should say it one more time
0: more time no it's okay <laughs> we'll put this we'll put this on on our instagram for um national uh-huh. suicide prevention awareness month um anyways thanks for tuning in thanks guys to dang we're
1: married dang we're married ding, ding, dang we're married
0: and yeah, it's great <laughs> ask mm-hmm. us questions on our instagram we run out of topics to talk about so yeah message don't ask us. us
1: questions we're gonna retire
0: also shout out to our friends who just got engaged congratulations and i know you guys listen so congratulations what do they say
1: about our podcast
0: um that it um
1: hurry up we got a minute it uh
0: <laughs> it uh helped him to it inspired him yeah, to propose thank you. Impi- <laughs> if you knew why didn't you say that <laughs> it inspired him to propose anyways we love you guys thanks for tuning in. Every couple weeks. (laughs) Bye!
1: (laughs) (laughs) See you later.